This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Three, two, one, and welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. There's a little hooping and a little holler in here between the two of us, but we are, uh, we're on this episode now. I'm speaking with England Brooks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. And I was, you? I'm doing great. I was I was telling you before uh, before we went on the air here. I was just sitting on Spotify listening to uh, uh, a couple of your songs. Um, I had meant to go through and listen to your catalog uh, yesterday, and I just didn't get to it. So I started oh, doing do it I here. A, I have a catalog. Should I should I start should I should I start no, naming? No. No, no, no. <laughs> so I, I, I just want I want to start off with that. I want people, I want my listeners to know that you are a fantastic vocalist. I love your voice. You have that, and it all, it's it's also with the type of music I was listening to. This was a these these are some jazz numbers, and yeah. you you have that smoky. Um, yeah, you just have that smokiness to your voice, and it's very pleasant to listen to. Yeah, I need to stop smoking those cigarettes. They're really not good for you. But listen, well, well, if the cigarettes are making that. if the cigarettes are making you sing like that, keep smoking. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you use that terminology, smoking, because when I was growing up, I used to make music with a friend of mine named Rodney Friend, and uh, he used to call me Sandpaper Woman. Uh-huh. He said, because he said, you sound like you got some air and some sand. <laughs> I didn't know if to take that as a compliment or what. But thank you. Thank you so much, John. Great voice. I can, I could hear us. I, I hear a duet in our future. <laughs> oh, you know, I actually listened to uh, some, a single of yours that I fell in love with. And the first thing I thought was, you know, our voices are similar. I think so. I think so. And I would love to do a duet with you. Well, that is a compliment to me, so thank you. And and we're just going to have to make it happen. We're just we're just going to do yeah. it. It's just on. We're just going to do it. Um yeah. Now, my my audience is split roughly 50% a little less than 50% Norwegians, uh 40 some percent American listeners and then the rest of the 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 spectrum is kind of spread out through different nations. But okay. you are yet another American living in Norway that I'm speaking with on my podcast. I want to start off by asking you, let, let, my, listeners, let my listeners learn about you as <laughs> I learn about you. Because you and I have had a couple, three telephone conversations, but we don't know each other beyond that. Yeah, so I'm truly getting correct. to know you. I've heard about you, but I don't know you. What brought oh. you to Norway and when? Well, um, I, I actually met my ex-husband on the internet by accident, uh, but uh, I thought it was a horoscope hmm. chart maker. Okay. <laughs> and uh, long story short, I wrote to him and said, hey, this place says that we're a perfect match and um, we can be pen pals if you like. He was living in Norway, I was living in the United States, and the next day I came home from work and there was a reply that was more than three sentences. I mean, it was a whole page <laughs> to be exact. And I thought, oh, a man that writes. Now that's a plus. That's a plus. Yeah. And uh, we talked every day for about three months and we decided that we would meet. And we actually did. And I So did he come to you or did you go to him? No. 
I flew to Norway. I, I something told me to just give up my job, my apartment, sell my car, give my things to my friends who needed them. And I got on a plane and just not really knowing how far I was going, but wow. I, I got there to uh, Gardamon and uh, he was there and it was like meeting a friend from 30 years, you know, friend I hadn't seen in 30 years. So you, still friends today. So you literally dropped everything and made the move. I did. My, my heart, my gut, everything said go. Wow. And, and not to be disrespectful to him at all, but the, the perfect match was Buddha. The city of Buda, yeah, in Norway. Love For those Buda, who aren't from Norway. Baby, I, well, I love Buda. Well, you know what? So do I. I've been there very often. Uh, it's been a while now, but for a period of years when I was living up north as well, I was in Buda a lot for, for business stuff. It was, I don't know, there's something about, I, I say this to my wife all the time. When, when I talk to people from Buda, um, yeah. part of it is the dialect, part of it is the dialect of Norwegian that they speak, but there's also something in their personality, something in their character that just makes them seem so happy. Well, I must admit, when I first came here, I, I landed in Mission. Aha, yep. And, uh, and I'm not going to talk negative about Mission. But uh, it just wasn't for me. No, it is uh, a different. It's a different it, set of people. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and I, I need the ocean. You know, I come from Los Angeles, California, borderline Compton. Now, which is the Compton School District, straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. And uh, straight, oh yeah, straight and out then, of Compton and to Norway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, well, actually, when I came to Norway, I, I had left California and was living in uh, Spokane, Washington. Okay. Yes. And it planned to move to Alaska. But then 9-11 hit. Uh, and I said, I'm not going further away from my family right. until I find out what's going on in the world. Why, why Alaska? Why were you thinking about because, Alaska? Uh, because I'm a, a dialysis technician by profession. Okay. And they were opening, the company I work for, they were opening a new unit in Alaska. And so they said, do you want to go check it out? And I said, sure. And I was going to go and help them open up a new unit. But then when 9-11 struck, I said, I'm not going anywhere until I know what the state of the world is going to be. Right. You know, after this. And then I ended up getting a, an old iMac, and, and I went online and thought I was getting a horoscope site, and the rest of you just heard. <laughs> so you, I ended up in I ended up in Norway. So there's a bit of an adventurer in you. You were first you were ready to move from Compton to Alaska. Now that's a big jump. And okay, so that didn't work out and then almost at the drop of a of a, of a hat, you pick up and you come to Norway. So am I right that there's something uh, of an adventurous spirit that you have? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm not afraid of a lot of things. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, I think there is an adventure. And I was born November 21st, you know, and on the, if we want to get a little astrological, astrological here. Yeah. Um, I was born right on the cusp, so I could have fallen into Sagittarius, which is an adventure, uh, the horse, half horse, half man, uh, human. Uh, but I think what happened is the moon was in cancer when I was born. Oh, and yeah. so it pulled me back on into Scorpio and gave me all that sensitivity because I am a big crybaby. Are you really? I'm very emotional and I feel I'm a feeler. So I can feel if you're angry, I can feel it in my, in my bones. And yeah. if you're, you know, if you're, 
yeah, I just feel. Okay. I think the so word you, is empath. Empath. Yeah, em, you have empathy. You're an empath. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very, very. Yeah, it, it's not cool, actually. But but that, not, that, that's not a good feeling. Does that cover the entire spectrum of emotions? You you mentioned that you'll feel if someone is angry, but do you feel if someone is sad, hurting? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Happy. Yes. Yeah. And, and happy. And and I think that might be why I I, I don't pride myself on it, but uh I, I you know life throws enough shit at you that you don't ask for. That's quite true. <laughs> so so why invite it into your life? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about uh, I if my mother raised her my have a sister named I have a sister named Paris and a brother named Rome that he passed away last year. Oh. My, but the point is, my mother raised us in a way, she said, uh, the golden rule. She said, do unto others as you have them do unto you. So I grew up with the golden rule. I, did, I knew nothing about the color of a person's skin. Right, right. You're a human being. You're not yes. looking like an alien. So you're human and your skin color is for whatever reason, you're either a good person or a bad person. That and mirrors, that mirrors, uh, that's all I know. That's how I was raised. Um, yeah. That, that, that's part of who I am. I take people at, uh, at face value regardless of color. You know, I got accused for a while, and this really, this was something I had to struggle with on as far as how to, how to react or whether to react to it. But I got accused yeah. of being anti-white. Um, oh. Yeah. That podcast episode that I sent you um, where yeah. I was talking about at that time, the current political and social situation in America. And a lot of people took issue with that um, on, on, the, on both the positive and the negative side, but on the negative side, there were people who were saying, uh, and not necessarily just because of that podcast episode, but because of my social uh, media activity, I was bringing up the situation where, you know, during the summer, late spring and, and summer of this year, there was there were a lot of protests back home in the streets of America. Yeah. And my yeah. thing was that I thought... Of course, there was a lot of anxiety about those protests, you know, because of the subject matter, because of what they were protesting. But my yeah. whole angle on it was was what I thought was a positive angle because I thought it was beautiful to see that they were not just, as you and I call them now, chocolate people. We don't say black mm -hmm. and white. There yeah. wasn't just chocolate folks in the streets uh, yeah, protesting the situation. It was a broad spectrum and in fact, on a lot of the protests that I saw, most of the protesters were vanilla. And I thought that vanilla, was a, and I thought yeah, that was a beautiful vanilla, thing. Yeah, vanilla and uh, caramel. Yes, and I thought it was a beautiful thing because that's showing a, a, a yeah a, a unity, a, a new awareness, solidarity. A new solidarity. And I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. But what some people were hearing and seeing was white white people white white yeah. but they didn't listen to the rest of the sentence white people are with us we right. appreciate the solidarity solidarity we appreciate yeah. the new allies and it seemed mm. like some people they just didn't want to hear that conversation yeah. so they took it in a negative light i, I struggled with how to, how to deal with that i really did yeah and you know i'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up i'm not very political so i don't speak too much on it but 
You know, when when I saw people getting offended, especially the vanilla people, I mean, I surrounded myself with vanilla people. I love people. So you know, like I said, you're either good or bad. And uh, when I saw the, the vanilla people, some people, vanilla people, when they saw BLM or yeah. heard Black Lives Matter, they immediately got offended. Yes. In my opinion, I know that that came up just like that, you know, yeah. but I would have rather it had been blam. B-L-A-M, which means Black Lives Also, also matter. matter. And then maybe the vanilla people wouldn't have attacked and been offended so quickly to think that, that we're saying that only Black Lives Matter. That's right. not the message. Right. You know, and, and let me say this. I'm, I'm not very political either. In fact, when I was taught, when I talk about all of these things that have been happening, I look at it from the social end of things. I'm not a political mm-hmm. pundit. I don't know how to make, I mean, I, I consider myself informed, but I'm not so informed to the point where I can consider myself a political commentator yeah. or political pundit. Yeah. I'm looking at it from uh, the humanity side of things. I'm looking at it from the social side of things. And yeah, I don't yeah. look at, I don't look at the BLM movement or that whole situation as political. People have turned it political, but I look at it That's as correct. social. But I think I think it's right. just to, just to say, kind of in conclusion, from my end anyway, the BLM movement is a beautiful thing. However, they have really messed up the messaging. Yes, they have. It's They're not doing a very good wrong. job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's been taken wrong because I don't think that the movement leaders are presenting it properly. Unfortunately, there it is. Unfortunately. Like I said, blam, blam, blam. baby, blam. blam would have been... And you know what? Blam just says it. Blam. Yeah. yeah. There's something going on and it's not right. Blam. Do I hear? Do I hear? A, do I hear a new movement in Norway? You, you, you know, I have it in me because I'm all about <laughs> like you. I'm about humanity. It's just being being a good human being. And that comes, and that comes from our upbringing. It sounds like you, you, you're mm. looking at it almost exactly the same way I am. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, bigotry. I don't even, I don't even use the word racist. Because how are you a racist if we're all human? Now, when an alien comes down here and walks among <laughs> us and looks all weird, now, now we can talk about a different race. But there's that's only good, one race, and that's the human race. That's a good way so of I looking at it. I use the word. I'd rather say bigotry. You're bigot. You're just because that bigotry is passed down through generations. If you have a chocolate baby and a vanilla baby and they grow up together, they don't think about uh, anything evil. No. They don't, they don't, the baby's not going to think he's better than the, the chocolate baby and the chocolate baby's not going to think he's better than the vanilla baby. But it's the parenting. And you have years and years of generations of children watching their parents. That's why I say it's very important that when you have kids that you're really responsible because they're watching. I smoke cigarettes because I wanted to be like my mom. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, so that's taught. They hear, vanilla uh, kids may hear their parents say, oh, those, and I'm going to say the word because I'm bold enough to do it. Those niggers, blah, 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 and black people, blah, blah, blah. They, they see it, they hear it, and, and then they start feeling like that's the way it is. Yeah, exactly. But thank God that we've got some people that think for themselves and feel for themselves and they, they're trying to tell their parents, you're wrong. That's not right. Has, has your views on that subject matter changed any since you've been here in Norway? Not at all. Do you feel like you've been treated differently here in Norway because you have a different skin color? 
No. Do you think you've been treated differently here in Norway because of your Americanness? Treated differently? Are you talking about treated badly? No, just differently. Because because no, I can tell you, I can, I can say mm-hmm. from my experience, I have, um, not exclusively, but I have felt that I've actually been um, treated better or my, my otherness here in Norway has opened some doors. So I'm not looking oh, at it from, I'm yeah. not looking at it from necessarily a negative uh, 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 yeah. angle, you know, just different period. Have you been treated differently period? Mm-hmm. Or has well, your, I, I will just say, I'll just say this. Um, I, I love where I live. I love Norway. I love Buddha, especially. Uh, I feel like they welcomed me with open arms. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel different, actually, except when it comes to the language. <laughs> now, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> now, now, in your life as an artist, do you speak mostly English or mostly Norwegian? Uh, I, I want to say this in Norwegian. And for the non-Norwegian speaker, she said she expresses herself best in English. That's correct. So, Look at you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah. You've been here a long time, much been, longer than me. Not, not too much long. I've been here since 2002. So. Oh. Okay, I've been here since 2004. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You know, you I. Have, you have children. Yes, I do. We and uh, Snoopy have two. Okay, uh, and that helps. Well, no, well, it, it helps in a lot of things, but when it comes to the language, it's re- it's kind it's, it, well, well, it's actually kind of irrelevant because at home, I speak only English. Yeah, but oh, well, wait a minute now. Well, then, how did you get so? How did you get so fleeting? Though, how did you get so fluent? I'm so, I'm so, brain power, sweetheart. No, uh, no. Oh, what I, are you saying? <laughs> I have a brain. Power. And my brain's not working properly. <laughs> and there it comes. I was trying to figure out how to tell you that. No, no. Um, it might be right. <laughs> no, I um, I do have a thing with languages. Um, now I've forgotten almost all of my Spanish, but there was a time in the States I was fluent in Spanish. Uh, from, you could say from, from high school all the way up until I was finished with my service in the United States Marine. So there was like a, there was like a 20 year period where I was speaking fluent Spanish. Mm. Um, and then while I was in the Marines, um, I was on Okinawa, Japan, and I learned Japanese. Oh, I wow. never, I never learned how to write it. I gave up trying to write Japanese after a few <laughs> days. It's, cr- I just, my, I couldn't grasp the concept of their written language, but I was able to speak Japanese. Hmm. So then, what I found out is when I came here to Norway, the more Norwegian I learned, the less of. Well, yeah. actually, by the time I came here, I pretty much forgotten all of my Japanese. I could understand it if I heard it spoken on TV or Mm. movie or something like that. But my speaking skills were pretty much gone by then. But what I found out, my Spanish was still in place, but the more Norwegian I learned, the less Spanish I could remember. But I do have a thing for languages. I pick them up very quickly. I I learned Norwegian. I was able to converse and understand after a couple of months. Oh, there you go, bragging. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm still struggling, but I. I but you know, I, I I find that most of my friends they wanted to speak English. 
Mm. And I let them so that I could understand because I'd like to consider myself a good communicator. Yes, yes. But uh, no, it's too many. It's too odd. The language is very odd. It is. There's something. I yeah. think it's exotic. I think it, it, it sounds like music to my ears, especially, well, almost exclusively the northern dialects because when I first came to Norway, I started out here down south. We lived with Snoopy's parents, and they were living in, mm-hmm. um, yeah, here in, in uh, the southeast Norway, uh, outside mm-hmm. of Drammen. Uh, but then after a, a few years, we moved up north, and I actually began, even though we were living down south, I began with the northern dialect because her father was uh, Samisk uh, from Finnmark. Oh, so, so being around him is what taught me that dialect. So I, I learned that mm. dialect down here, and then it just got more cemented when I was up north. And I, I just think it sounds beautiful. I love it. I think it's... See, that is, I, lo- I like the, the Southern noise. I do like the... Do really? I, lo- I like bookmark. I like the... the, 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 the uh, I like it. <laughs> oh, England. Uh, okay, well, you know, hey, different different strokes. We all have different yeah. ears. To me, it sounds more musical. Yeah. I hear more of the da 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 up, up north. More of that mm, musical type of thing in their language. Mm, but I don't know, mm. different, uh, different years. Hey, different years. I do the yeah. I just do the best I can. That's the bottom line. And uh, going, I've, I've been here sixteen years, and it's I'm still here. You're still here, still enjoying it. Still here, yeah. Very um, much. How how long have you been singing? Actually, uh, I I probably they said I came out humming, but. Uh, <laughs> I actually started singing around the age of four in a children's choir called the United Nations Children's Choir in Long Beach, California. And I represented uh, Nigeria. And my sister, Paris, represented the Congo. And I think my brother, Rome, actually represented uh, a nation, but I don't remember it. My sister might. But, and we were in that choir for about three years or so, and that's where I met Bing Crosby. You met and, Bing Crosby? Uh, I met Bing Crosby and sang with him on a Christmas concert. Wow! So that was like a highlight of my life, and uh, yeah, because that's not that a life. that's not a common. No. You know, you hear people say I met so and so, but to hear someone say they met Bing Crosby, you don't hear that too often. That's oh, different. I'm telling that's you, different. It was amazing. Wow. And, that, and maybe that had something to do with why I like the style of that era and the songs that I do enjoy singing. Let's talk about that a little bit. They were crooners. They were true crooners. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I can appreciate those crooners because, as you say, they were really singing. Uh, And, of course, there's a lot of talented singers out there today. But what is accepted now that wasn't accepted maybe just 15 years ago is this non-singing type of thing where people are and don't get me wrong I'm not trying to be a musical elitist because I believe people should be able to express themselves musically in whatever way they're allowed but there is this thing that it's more of a non-singing type of you know Mm. you don't have to have a good a quote good voice to be able Mm. to sing whereas back then you had to sing clean as 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 you know to put it that way you had to hit the notes you mm-hmm. had to know how to harmonize. The voice was very much an instrument back then. And you needed to be able to tell the story. And, and that's why I don't consider myself a singer. I consider myself a storyteller uh-huh. with music underneath. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I mean, I know singers that can just, you know, riff and run and, and, and hit notes. 
I'm not that person. I just really want to tell you a story. You you and have music underneath. Well, you nailed it right there. That is a very good self description because thinking back over the couple of songs that I've heard of you so far, like I said, you have this very laid back, relaxed. I mean, as soon as I heard you start singing, I was like, <laughs> ah, okay, you know. And it just it just you just breathe the the listener breathes out, and I'm right there in the moment, oh. and I'm listening to what you're singing. Oh, John Reese, thank you. Hey, hey, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm a music lover. So when I hear something I like, I'm going to shout it to the mountaintops. <laughs> so so oh, amen, there you go. Amen. There you go. Amen. Yeah. So you. I mean, there's a lot of talent here in Buddha. And I like working with the young people. Just before you called, I was talking to a young artist named Amelia. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I just call her M. And uh, she's she's about to release something amazing. I mean, her voice. She's not only a singer; she's a singer storyteller. You and need to get me uh, get. You need to get me hip to that. Send me a link or something yeah, when it comes I, out. I will. I will. I promise you. She's, I think, maybe twenty. Okay. Maybe twenty, twenty-one. No older than that. And, yeah. and her voice is like it's like been touched by the Creator Himself. I love it. I or love herself. It. Or, the creator, that energy that created everything. I love it. I love I it. I don't want to get too political or too, I'm very spiritual and I'm not religious at all. And and there is a difference. Um, yes, but, but, but let me tell you this, you know, if, if this, if we start talking about anything political, if we start talking about sp uh, spiritual things or religious things, whatever, you know, this, everything is open. Everything is on the table on this podcast. Believe me, okay. I've had guests okay. and we have talked about, I had, I had a guy on here who is a uh, Taoist, which is, you know, which is a branch of Buddhism. Uh, uh -huh. And I had this brother on for a four-hour podcast episode. We, oh, we were sitting outside. This was earlier in the summer. It was a beautiful day. We sat outside on my porch and did that episode. It took us four hours, and we just uh -huh. talked. And uh -huh. I, don't have, you know, I don't have anything to do with Taoism, but the conversation was there. The interest yeah, was there. The dialogue very was there. Interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so I tell people, it's it's you know it's open season. We can talk about whatever comes to mind. Whatever. You know, and if, if we if we all felt that way, I mean, we can. Uh, it's, a, it's a cliche. We can all agree to disagree. Uh, just because I don't believe, you know, I, my mother left the Jehovah Witnesses and uh, she left the Seventh Day Adventists. We we talked, and I think it was so that we could decide on our own which way we wanted to go. So she exposed us to a lot of things. And if you don't believe what I believe, that's all right. Just don't come at me with no gun or knife to try yeah. to kill me because you're thinking different. Well, I tell you, the, it, it's a beautiful thing to see people who understand the power and the comfort and the calming effect of dialogue. Yes. And that's regardless of, of viewpoint. You know, I don't care yeah. if you agree with me or not. I enjoy the dialogue. I will always yeah. get something out of and give something back during a dialogue. Yeah. But it seems yeah. it seems like some something has happened to where dialogue is almost nothing of consequence for a lot of yeah. people. It's it's a little it's a little sad to see that happening. Yeah. Well, we but just, you're a talker you know, as well as a listener. I, I can see that. I, I, yeah, I have to. Uh, yeah. Of course, I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I can talk and I can be quiet. 
But but uh, you, you you let me talk, but I'm not allowed to call you. What did you tell me not to call you? I can't call you Miss England because no, that don't you dare. puts us back on the. What'd you say? We got to get off the plantation. Stop calling you Miss England. Yeah, plantation. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, no, I'm I'm just English. Hey, I never called you ma'am. I never said ma'am. I just no, said Miss. No, England. no, no. I, yeah, I'm just you know adding that. <laughs> that's a that's a warning, right? Stay away from ma'am. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a funny thing. When people think, when people feel close enough to me, they call me E. I do don't they? tell okay. them to. They just do yeah, it. I never say, call me E. But suddenly they feel comfortable. Or, I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden it's, hey, E. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good hey, feeling. Now, you had a performance last night. How'd that go? Oh, it was really, really nice. We, uh, we had a really great time. Uh, Bird Gospel Corps. Uh, they are out of Bird Investor Rollins. Yeah. We were in Scotland last night. Yeah. And uh, Yarda, uh, uh, I want to say Johansson. I mean, it could be Yarda Johnson. I, I don't know. I just call him Yarda. Uh, amazing <laughs> vocalist, amazing voice, and a great band. And we just uh, we just had a good time. You know, now, what was the what was the dynamic of the band? Are we talking bass, guitar, keyboard, drums, or was it a bigger oh, ensemble? Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking uh, piano, bass, guitar, saxophone, percussions. Okay. Drummer, you know, the saxophone had to, he's a percussionist, so he had all these little dinglings and, uh, and different okay. sound. Oh, it was just incredible, and the groove was on, and the, the audience was separated. You know. Did you them. did you feel comfortable? Because I would imagine, or I got the impression anyway, that you had limited rehearsal time with the whole group. Yeah, but yeah. How, how'd it go? We have done the concert. We've done the concert before a couple of months ago. So okay, okay. It was the same concert. So it wasn't and new material. You guys were used to performing together, and and well, we had just performed this exact same concert two months ago. I mean, I was prepared to come in on Saturday, just three hours before the concert, and just sing from my spirit and just feel it. I didn't even take any lyrics this, this time. Uh -huh. That's how comfortable I was with the songs. And um, I couldn't do this. We, we just, well, you know, it was a little scary, I must admit. But at this point, I just had to just say, let the spirit have its way. Do you get nervous up on stage or do you just, uh, are you routine? Are you know. so, are you so routine that you don't get butterflies? No, I'm not. It's not that I'm routine. It's just that it took a few years for me to understand that the easiest thing to do is just go out on stage and be myself and put out love and send it out to the people and and they send it back up to me and then we create this circle of love and and then it's just on and and i found that talking and and you can hear that i can talk and some people think i'm funny and i, I have tried my hand at an unofficial stand up but i'd like to try an actual gig only I don't want to take uh, any bits with me. I just want to get on stage and look at the people, feel the energy, and maybe just tell them some stories and just see what comes out. But I know you've had the experience. Well, well, I was going to say that whole that, that laid back approach to stand up. There's a benefit in that. Um, I have found out that when I have done my best as a stand up, it's when I have actually not worried about sticking to my material. Now, That's there's right. a time to do that, you know, because my goal, everything has been kind of jumbled and restructured now because of COVID. But my goal was that by December, 
this year, you know, this coming December, I would be able to film a one hour solo special, but because okay. of COVID and, and, uh, you know, having to take a step back because of that, I also had, you know, when I lost my son, that really shook things up. So I haven't had the opportunity oh, to work in my material, but in a way that has been, very freeing because the few times I have gotten on stage since, you know, in, in this past year, because of mostly because of COVID when I do get up and I don't have solid material, I have so much fun because I can just wing it and I can play off yeah. the crowd and yeah. somebody will give me, a, somebody will give me a look that allows me to. Yeah. 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 You deal with what's in the room. Yes. Although I've been to some shows where there's only been two or three people in the room and then that's not very conducive to creativity. But, you know, I see that you're very technical. If you wanted to put on a one-hour show of just yourself, you could do that and to get the crowd just, just you know, pipe in some buttons that say, ah, 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 behind your jokes. Well, 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 first of all, thank you for uh, for uh, being fooled into thinking I'm technical because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, let's start with that. I am not technical. But, you know, I, I, I got some offers to get in on a live stream thing and just live stream and stand up routine here from home. I can't, I, I, I need that. I need that yeah. feedback. I've, yeah. I've got yeah. to have that. So it's just not, no, I, I, I couldn't do that. Um, well, well, you know, I'm glad you said that because last night at the concert, if I may, uh, it was dark and the old England would have preferred that the audience be dark. So I don't see them. Okay. Because that was the, the England that we used to have to wear palms and go out and yeah. be nervous. And, uh, but I love to be able to see the faces. Okay. Me too. Because then I know what, 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 what I'm doing. Is it touching? Is it reaching? And it just helps. Yes, absolutely. If, if, if I feel, yeah. But you know the Norwegians, I love them, but you never know where you have them. <laughs> can I tell they you? Can, they can, wait, hold your thoughts. They can be sitting there. And just looking at you with the plain face, then I have to go look at their feet and see if the foot tapping. And then it. they'll come afterwards and say, "Oh, that was just I love beautiful." It. And I'm like, "I wish you had to let me know that with your face." You are telling the exact same observation that I had. This is going yeah. way back to 2004. <clears throat> now, now. Before I even came to Norway, I had heard about this very famous club, this this nightclub, music club in Oslo called Smuge. Have you heard of it? People no, like people really. like Eric. It was a place where famous, you know, like Eric Clapton, Prince, yeah. um, uh, Madonna, you know, different bands also, when they would go on tour and they would play in Oslo or maybe in Bergen or maybe over in Sweden, they would come to Smuga and have like an after show. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, oh man, that would be, yeah, so this was before I even knew anything about moving to Norway. I always thought that's so cool that these American yeah. famous musicians go and play at this place. So fast forward to 2004, I'm here in Norway. I'm, I have a band together, uh, performing original material and stuff. And my wife, Snoopy is such a tough little, she, she's, she ain't but yay big, but she's tough. Yeah. She worked it to where I got uh, a gig with my band at Smuga. So I'm like, oh, oh boy, here we go. Okay. Uh, it was real exciting. There's another band. Um, I cannot remember their name, but it was a very famous uh, uh, female trio 
a vocalist. They were going to perform after me. So I met them backstage and coordinated my uh, sound check with theirs. It was really, it was just a cool experience. At that point, it was my biggest experience in Norway, uh, musically. Uh, so uh. we get up there and, you know, the lights are on. It's a beautiful venue. And we play the first song and it was like a upbeat, funky rocker. And they were all just standing, you know, my listeners can't see me, but they were all, you can see me. They're all just standing there like this, arms yeah. crossed, kind of lean back yeah. to the side. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, they just have to warm up a little. Next song, next song, even more funky. I mean, this was in the funk genre, uh, you know, yeah. thumping bass line. I cannot sing it. I can't sing that song standing still. I have to move. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to this breakdown in the song, and I say on the mic, y'all can dance if you want to. Crickets. They just stood there. So it was the, that was the whole show. We played for about 45 minutes, a full set. And I was so... I don't want to say it bothered me. I mean, it bothered me momentarily, but I just said, forget it. I'm just going to enjoy the moment. And I did. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, prancing around on the stage, being that vocalist and and front figure yeah. and all. And they loved it. Well, I got off stage, and my plan, you know, I'm not that sociable. <laughs> Hello, actually, uh -huh. I'm not that sociable. So my plan was, when I'm done, I'll shake hands with the band, uh, and then leave within ten minutes. Do you know it was like three hours before I was able to get out of there because they practically yeah. mobbed me with their compliments, their comments, their feedback. Norwegians yeah. are just different. You don't know yeah. what they feel yeah. during a They're performance. They're very, conser very conservative. Very. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to music, uh, you, you, you tapped on so many things that I had to make notes. First, uh, <laughs> let's, let me go back. I, ta I talk too um, much. No, no, you don't. Um, oh, well, I, yeah, I forget stuff in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> Let me go back. Randy Crawford had a Norwegian band. Oh, yes, she thought, did. When yes, someone did. told me that, and I thought, oh, my goodness, yes. and how lucky am I to have, and I have an amazing band. I call them EVO, which stands for England Brooks Orchestra. I've got Magna Arneson on piano, uh, Jon Korda Hansen on guitar, Roger uh, Roger Johansson on drums, and Doc Eric Pedersen on bass. And they just lift me. It's, a, it's another story for another time. But when I found out that I was pretty much in the, in the footsteps of the trailblazer herself, Randy Crawford, yes. I thought, how blessed am I to be able to have a Norwegian band that plays jazz so beautifully? And then the other thing I want to say, you're talking about your highlight of where you played at Smuga. Um, my dream was to play at Harnilsen. Ah. And I got the opportunity with EVO to do Hair Nielsen on My Mother's Eyes uh, a tour release. And then the other thing I want to say is the old England used to, after a concert, go out into the crowd and talk to everybody. Uh -huh. But the more I sang and the more gigs that came my way and trying to be better uh, of, of a performer because of this amazing band that's been gifted to me, um, I would give more. I give so much on stage that now I go backstage when it's over and I have to sit. I don't even want to talk to the reporter if there's one. Because you've given, you've given everything already. 
I'm giving so much now, and I plan on giving more, but uh, radio shows coming up, so I'm fixing to like switch real a little bit. You know, you 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 can. Singing is great. Yeah, but I want to have a radio show that uh, highlights other people and what's happening, and and bring an hour into people's homes or cars that they just enjoy and can't wait for every Tuesday night. And you want the music to be kind of old school. It may be music that Norwegians, for the most part, haven't heard before, right? Haven't heard or haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. But the first show will be it's, it's going to be party music that I love from now, back then, whatever. It's my yeah. birthday. There you go. The 21st of November. 21st of November. Era. It's your birthday right. and it is your radio. Yes. It's your radio show Premier. comeback. Premiere. Yes. yes. Because you've had, a radio, you've had a radio show yes. before, right? And now, you're, and now you're coming back to something that you love. I have to say this. I kind of, I kind of, it was, it was circumstance. It wasn't a thought out process. It was circumstance that led me down a path that led to this podcast. It just kind of happened. It was not planned. I was not even really familiar with the medium uh, beyond. Uh, maybe, 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 let me stop you. Yeah. Maybe it was planned. You just didn't know the plan. Amen. Thank you. There you go. Cause there are and no mistakes. That There are no mistakes. Um, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So, so, so here I am in, in this podcast uh, world and almost right away, I'm talking like maybe after f not even 10 episodes in, I think this is episode 81 or two, but not oh. even, not even 10 episodes in. Yeah. 80, 80, 81, 82 episodes since um, February, February, middle of February was yeah. my first episode. Um, but around 10 episodes in, I'm like, this is great. How can I have even more fun? And you know what I thought? I thought about radio. But I never thought that there would be a vi that there could be a viable path to a radio show here in Norway in English. Now, back to the language thing. I I'm fluent in my Norwegian. Uh, if people don't look at me, if I'm just on the phone, they think I'm a Norwegian. <laughs> so I, I, so I can converse, but I've, I have found that when I do things like this, anything that has to do with any kind of art, whether it's podcasts, music, stand up, I do that in English because I want to express myself in as pure a form as possible. So here you are now doing this radio show. Now I'm going to be squeezing you for information. Okay. <laughs> how did you, how did you, let's go back to your previous radio show. How did you get okay. that? How'd you get that gig? I have a friend, uh, a friend that went to the manager of, uh, I'm just going to say radio three FM 104.9 here in Buda. Um, a friend of mine went to the manager at the time and the manager at the time was Arlen Ersnes, was a great stand up comedian. Yes. Uh, and, and personal friend, I, I'm bragging now, uh, and told him, you know, I think England would be good on the radio. And he said, you know, I think you're right. And so, for a birthday present in 2013, I had a party, a concert here at Pavlionian. It's no longer Pavlionian, but it was a place called Pavlionian where artists, the, the, the musicians in Buddha would meet up and, and have concerts. And I was lucky enough to have a birthday concert there where I was gifted this by a friend, uh, another friend who uh, is a DJ here, uh, 
Chris Shepard, and he said, uh, this gift is coming from you from someone who can't be here, but here it is, and I opened it up, and it said, A Grooving Hour with England Brooks, Radio 3 FM 104.5. I didn't have work. So that's how I got the first one. But I didn't really play with the knob. I just uh, selected the music, and then, you know, it was worked with the engineer from Radio Okay, so you had an engineer and a producer that you were working close with. So you were basically just the, not just, but you were the face, the voice. You were the, Yeah. yeah, okay. So that was, that was probably a good position to be in where you could just focus on the entertainment aspect of it. You didn't have to yeah, worry about the technical I, production side. No, but, but you know, I really want to do the technical. I want to work the buttons. Do you? And so this time. Progress. This time, progress. Growth. Um, it's going to be FM Octetusen, FM 90.9 on your radio dial, child. And uh, I'm going to eventually learn. I'm going to learn this, this, this buttons myself. Okay. And stuff like that. Are you just going to on, on the job? You just kind of learn on the job, and the people who are there are going to kind of guide I'm, you, or yeah. oh yeah. yeah, I'm fixing to do. I'm fixing to do. I'm fixing to try to become 100 percent a radio personality. And my my mission is I'm bringing over some of my concepts. I have a a segment of the hour called Milk and Cookies. Uh huh. And I invite guests to come have milk and cookies with me. Now, if we're really having milk and cookies, you only have to be a guest to find out. I like milk and cookies. And I want to do a shout out. I want to call somebody every, I want to call you and say, oh, we're going to call John right now. <laughs> hey, John, what's up? We're on the air. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. I want to do shout outs. I want to do, uh, I want to highlight the musicians and, and just people in general. I love it. They're here in Buddha. But if someone comes into town, like let's say, for instance, D Sound. Okay, yeah. They were coming into Buddha to do a concert. And before, for whatever reasons that uh, I didn't continue, it wasn't an ugly stop or anything. It just was time to at Radio 3. Um, they were coming to Buddha, and I could grab them and say, hey, can you come and have milk and cookies with me if you have time? And, uh, and just talk to them. I've had... Tony Williamson, Jan Gunnarhoff, uh, so many people that I just want to share. Like you have your podcast, and yeah. you have, I, you thought I would be interesting. I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, I, I you think... thought I'd be interesting, <laughs> and I want to do the same. I want to, you know, shine a light on people that I think people will find interesting. Well, here's how interesting I think you are. Uh, some, just so my listeners know, we were supposed to have this episode yesterday. And yeah. and we we could have done it, but the, you know, is you were in a hotel, so there was a little bit of bad um, uh, Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. But it was also you know in between rehearsal and your show, so I was very um, aware of a potential time constraint. So my whole thing was, let's do it tomorrow, or you know, today, so that we don't have any time. We we have all the time we want. You know, yeah. uh, I don't want to say all the time in the world. Don't want to say we're only going to talk for a half hour, only for forty-five minutes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's going to be a four-hour-long podcast about Taoism, yeah. but but just that we have more time because you do. I, I can very very easily see in you or or hear you being a successful radio personality because number one, you have the personality. You know how to say things that grab. Okay, you know we've had phone conversations, so I you could consider me your listener in a way and what you have to say has grabbed my attention on the three four times we've been on the phone 
every time we've been on the phone. Wow. It has basically been to, to, to uh, the, the essence of it should have been, you know, just maybe a two or three minute long conversation to plan this. But what have we done? Yeah. Every time we've talked for talk, 15, talk, 20, talk, 25 yeah. minutes, half hour. We're talking. We could have had, if, if I could have pushed record on my phone, we could have had a podcast episode oh, the other day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what people but would have heard. But, but, you know, I'm a talker as well, but you yeah. turn me into a genuinely interested listener. So I predict success for you and your radio show. I can, I can, I can feel it coming. Oh, thank you. That's thank from you the heart. So I think you're going to do well. I believe everything that you do comes from your heart. And your listeners can't, they don't know that we are looking at each other. And I'm looking at a beautiful brown skinned bald headed man. <laughs> and what you, what, listen, what you don't know. And most of all of my friends know is I am a bald head lover and it has it's nothing oh. sexual or there is an energy involved and not every man can do it that's true and not every man has that energy and i believe you do well thank you and i can't wait to meet you and hopefully you will allow me to just place my palm on the skull of your head <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I don't even have words. Absolutely you can do that. That is not a problem. I I I I'm just going to say this. When you find your way to within let's say 200 kilometers of where I live, you and I have to meet. We have to see each other. There you go. Look at you. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I, something about it, baby. You need to snap. You need to snap a selfie picture of that. I need because I need a photograph to promote this episode. So you should okay. take you should take a selfie picture yeah. of you doing that, and that'll be the promo photograph. Ah, look at you. <laughs> I just needed you to know I'm not just talking shit. No, okay. So I'm, so I'm, an, oh, so an energy an energy and no, you can cuss. I tell well, I tell you, I told you one one thing that I was interested in was radio, but also maybe maybe trying to get this podcast, this podcast into syndication. And a in a good a new friend of mine that I met through this podcast, uh, Dr. Howell Wexler, uh, lives up there in um, in New York City, and he said I should look into. He says I have an NPR radio voice. So he said, uh, he, said, uh, he said I should look into getting into NPR. So I had some thoughts on that, but then I started this Tiffy Tuesday. Hello, Miss Tiffany. And Tiffany, hey, Tiffany cusses <laughs> like, I was going to say like a drunken sailor, but that's not enough cussing. That's not enough cussing. So, so, so Tiffany has taken away any chance of me getting on NPR because they've heard too much cussing on this podcast. Uh, uh, I think boy. we're all capable. No, but let's go back to this bald. Let's go back to this bald-headed thing. What is this? An, yeah, an energy, so firmly. <laughs> an energy, energy from bald heads. There is, there is. I, I, I can't explain it. I just feel it. Hmm. I just feel it. It comes through up through my palm, and it's almost. I just. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. But I get. I get what you're saying though about the energy thing. Um, I was just having a conversation with my wife about this the other day. There are people that I've met up through the years, and this is going back to my childhood. Uh, and I want to say it's probably always been women. No, not always. I, nine out of 10 times it's been women. When I talk with them, when I converse and interact with them, they have this thing. They're radiating some kind of warm, good, pure kindness 
and it's a tangible energy. Mm. This might sound crazy and metaphysical to people. I don't care. This no, is a thing, yet. and it's not all women, and it's not, it, it, and it's some men that I've known, but but it's, it's not. I don't think it's it's not a it's not a it's not a it's not a gender thing. It's not a sexual thing. It's just some pure, right. pure warmth. I call it the auntie feeling that they Ooh, give me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And I, yeah, so, because so, my mother, my, my mother's sister, uh, she has several sisters, but there's one sister that they were like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And everyone called her auntie. Her name is Jimmy. Well. Jimmy Louise from Texarkana, Texas. But everybody, I mean, everybody. And my friend called her auntie. But she probably that's that auntie feeling. There you go. It's a, to me, it's mm -hmm. a tangible energy, and I it, it's uh, those are the people that I'm attracted to. Um, we there's this old lady up uh, where we have our other place up in Finnmark, up on Silent. Uh, this old lady that lives on the island there. She um, uh, she's got to be in her middle eighties now. Uh, but I'll never forget the first time I met her back in two thousand and two. Um, I couldn't even understand Norwegian. This was just weeks after we had, had gotten mm. here. And right away, that warm, good feel yeah. where, you, where you just want to go and sit next to them and just... Yeah. and just be with them all day. Yes, yes. So mm -hmm. I know what you're saying about that energy that you feel off of people some, sometimes. Yeah. Not everybody. Yeah. Probably not all no. men with a bald head, but... No, it's not all men with a bald head. Yeah. First of all, some men should keep some hair on me. Head because they don't have the shape for it. Okay. Number one, uh, but, but let me let me switch. <laughs> you got the perfect shape. Okay, okay. Now, now, now you tell Snoopy I am not hitting on you. No, no. I just have an appreciation for bald heads. If there's one thing, well, there's two things I don't like about Snoopy. Two things. One, <laughs> one, she can't sing. That's the only. I I wish she could sing. <laughs> That she is my the love of my life. That is, I mean, she is my yeah. everything, but she is not my vocalist. So it's missing. Okay. That, she can't sing, and she never, never, absolutely never gets jealous. I'm like, can't she get a little oh, upset because somebody never, looked yeah. at me, or can't she just just? <laughs> Bravo! I know what you're saying, but but in all seriousness, well, well, but in all seriousness, though, I, I've seen a lot of couples. I've had friends who have a, a partner, and that jealousy thing has ruined it. It can, it can go too far. Oh, absolutely! So I, I'm kind of halfway joking, but in all in all seriousness, I guess I'm glad she's not the jealous type. That's right. That's right. And you know you're not going nowhere. That's a good love right there. But switch real. Yeah. I just before I, I want to make sure I get this in. Sure. This is my first ever podcast. Congratulations. Thank See, you. I wish Thank I'd have known that because I would have made up like some kind of special little jingle. <laughs> just a little couple lines on the keyboard and sing a couple no, songs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, first ever this podcast. Is my, this is my virgin podcast. Well, there we go. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm glad you're Thank doing you. it. I'm, I'm glad you're doing it here on my podcast. I, you know, I could not have planned this. I don't even, oh yeah, it was Shirley. It was Shirley. Shirley that beautiful, what is she, 85-year-old Irish lady oh, living up there? And she, yeah, and I yeah. and I ran into her online because I did that episode with Rick Kirkham. Yes, Rick. Yeah. I haven't met him yet, but I know. What a beautiful guy. 
What a beautiful yeah. guy. I'm so glad I met him. I did a, a great episode with him on the podcast as a guest. And Shirley heard that episode and said, you know what? There's another person up here who's just as interesting. You got to talk oh, to England, she said. Oh, he's so sweet. He's my biggest support. And, and just from chatting with her online and seeing what she does, she has got to be one of the most giving people oh, I have ever come across God. in Norway. That woman I puts her life, she's like a saint. Yes. I can't even compare her to Mother Teresa. Shirley's in a league of her own, and, and, and God bless Mother Teresa. But Shirley, Shirley is just the most amazing human being. She's doing things that people, other people wouldn't even dare try to do. And this little teeny woman yes. is out there doing everything she can to those who need help. Shirley is out there doing the work. To help those um, who need help. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you. you know, she may hear this, but I'll be honest with you. I have wanted almost from the get-go, just on the vibe I got from her, and then looking into her background, knowing what she does, I have wanted to have her as a guest on the podcast for so long, but I haven't asked her yet because I want to be in a position um, mentally and emotionally to where I can do that lady justice. Yes, amen. This podcast. Because she, I, 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 she is a saint. She is a living saint among us. Well, let me, let me just say this, and, 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 and Shirley, if you're listening, <laughs> you know, Shirley's a firecracker, yeah. and while she's a saint, you better not mess with her. I also got that impression. And she, has, and, and, and she has gone up against a lot of people who don't um, support her. To give you an example, you know, she was, she, uh, what do you call them? We call them... Uh, Pork, not por porcupine, no, and a hedgehog. Hedgehog, hedgehog. There's a lot of hedgehogs that come out during the season, and they end up in her yard or on the sidewalk. She takes these animals in. She goes, they need food. She gives them food, warmth, and she holds them and puts them on a blanket or what have you. And, and uh, she did that so often that when I was in the hospital, with, I think I had a touch of pneumonia and a lung infection, and, and uh, this was about four years ago. Shirley came to the hospital to see me with two little porcelain hedgehogs. Ah. And so we put them on the bed and took pictures, posted it up, and almost immediately someone came in and commented, she shouldn't be allowed to bring those into the hospital. Oh. So Shirley and I looked, well, you know, I'm saying it, maybe they didn't mean it in that tone, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, and Shirley and I looked at each other and we just laughed. And I said, you know what? Let's just leave that there for a while and just enjoy it because these aren't even human. They're, they're made out of clay. Right? Yeah. But that's just a tiny bit of some of the um, BS that she's run into. Well, I tell you about that that auntie feeling, that auntie vibe. She's got it. Yeah. Oh, she's she'll got love it. you this. She'll love you to death. Well, and like I said, care. she doesn't care what you, who you are. She's just a beautiful human being. Well, well, like I said, I, 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 I feel so blessed to know her. I can yeah. imagine. I tell you, I, I, I haven't asked her on because I need to be able to do it justice. I, yeah. To, to, and, and there is, just to, just to touch on this for a second, you know, there's a lot of negativity and ugliness on social media, but there's also yeah. a lot of beauty. How can yeah. I be so preoccupied by a person like Shirley? And I've never met her i've never even heard her voice we haven't even done a, an audio chat it's wow. just it's just writing okay. 
but I love her to death. Well, let me tell you something. You think I talk? <laughs> you think you think you talk? Shirley can talk with one of the best of them. And and with that be- with that beautiful Irish accent, I can imagine. Great personality. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she has a touch of it. But you know, she moved here the day the year I was born. Yeah. Shirley moved to Buda. She's been here for a lifetime. Yes. Yeah. She's been here for 50, 64 years almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and yeah. you do, you do not look almost sixty four years old, not even close. You are Thank you me. are a chocolate queen. You don't even look. I no, you do not look sixty four years old. You don't go on now. You 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 stop it. Stop uh, it. You you can you feel, can you feel it? Do you feel this? <laughs> do you feel this? <laughs> yeah. This is this is 100% admiration and respect. I and I'm telling you, people need to go on. People need to go on. Uh, you, they'll they'll see how to spell your name. It's straightforward. It's England Brooks, and they need to go on Spotify. I'm assuming you're probably on iTunes or and all that stuff. But they need to look you up. And I have no idea. Okay, well, people need to find <laughs> you and and listen to your music. It is so relaxing, and I got a little emotional when I started listening to you today. Um, I think I told you this on the phone the other day. I, I love living here, but I'm extremely homesick. And sometimes Sundays put me in a very reflective mood. And I always think about how when I was a kid growing up at home with Ma and Sunday evening, um, we would tune in to this radio station that came out of Cleveland. Now, we, we live out in the sticks. We were f- far away from Cleveland. But but the radio station was coming out of Cleveland, 93.1 WZAK, and they had their smooth jazz, Sunday oh. jazz. And, you know, and I, I, like, you know, my, 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 my father would be, you know, working night shift or something. My brother and sister would sometimes be in bed, and it would just be me and Ma sitting there listening to, listening to smooth jazz. And then I hear you singing. Oh Lord! And it took me. It took. It took me right back. So thank you for that. Don't make me cry. I want you to cry. I'm a crybaby. I tell you. Thank you so much, <laughs> well, John. Thank that you. Means, thank you. you. I'm telling you that this. This is. This is what my podcast is all about. I have a. I don't want to call it selfish, but I had a bit of self interest in starting this podcast. I needed. I needed. Um, and I don't want to call it a distraction, but I needed something else to focus on and to think on. And mm. I do that best when I'm creating something. Uh, and I needed to do that. You know, I was very, uh, I mean, it tore me up when my son passed. He been, uh, yeah, it was the, uh, 5th of November last year. Wow. And, and I'm still struggling with that, but, but, but again, oh, yeah, sure. I, I need, I needed something to, 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 to get my creativity in gear. Yeah to get myself away from that, that, that sorrow. That sorrow. And and somehow, and obviously it was meant to be, but again, it was not planned that it would be my podcast, but that's what Mm. it was. And I said, Mm. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to meet people who I'm interested in, people who I respect, people who make me curious, people who I think Mm. can help me to grow yeah, and I was thinking that I've, I still think that that growth process is going to put me in a position where I can. E- it'll be easier for me to deal with 
that loss while also putting me hopefully in a better position of strength so that I'm available to help anybody who's been in a similar situation. So that is why I do, that is why I do my podcast. So within the scope of that, within that description of what my goal is, that's why I'm talking to you. There was something Mm -hmm. inspirational about you. Uh, Mm -hmm. My respect for, for, for Shirley, her telling Mm -hmm. me that you are somebody that I would uh, enjoy having on, you know, it just, it, it fell into place and here we are. So that's why you're here. That's why you're here. You, you inspire, you inspire me and you give me a good feeling. Oh, oh, thank you. My, my brother, like he passed away last year and Rome had a, a voice that could have been a radio commentator, uh, ah. a poet. Oh my goodness. Uh, he actually should have been on the radio, but uh, the lifestyle. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. Okay, so I just heard a boop in my ear, so I don't know if my battery's going low on earplugs or not. But uh, so every concert I dedicate to my mother because this oh. is pop, this is where she wanted me to be. Actually, she wanted me to be a classical pianist, and I was on my way. But when she passed away, I just said no more this piano stuff, and which is one of the biggest mistakes in my life. I should have continued, but I didn't. But I would think about my brother every time I hit the airway. Okay, yeah. And try to bring, you know, hopefully his, his um, gift that he was created with uh, will Manifest dream. itself. Manifest yeah, itself. Manifest, yeah. yeah, through me, yeah. yeah. Because he just uh, had what it took and didn't, it, it wasn't even an effort. So that's something to inspire. So I, I'm with you on the yeah. needing something to... I'm very dependent okay. on inspiration. I'm I can I can motivate myself. I can find inspiration on my own. But uh, but I'm, I I I will admit I am also dependent on inspiration that comes from the outside. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what that's what we need each other. Sure. We're supposed to help. That's each that humanity other. thing, you know. Yeah. It's a song. Going back to that dialogue I was talking about that I thrive on. I thrive yeah. on dialogue. Communication is key, even for a radio. The circuitry, the circuitry <laughs> in a radio has to communicate properly That's in right. order for the sound to transmit. It That's right. That's right. Ankle, ankle of death. Your headphones running out? Is that what the problem is? I think so, but, but I, I, I'm still hearing you, but I got a. Okay, yeah, that's your so battery. I'm, that's I'm your battery. That's a, your battery about to go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you think I should stick? Do you think I should just stick this in? Go the ahead, yeah. Now? Try, try it, yeah. <laughs> Stop talking dirty. See, you know. Oh, but wait, no, but wait. Okay, it says power off. I'm on Bluetooth though. Hold on, stay with me. I'm here. Stay with me. I got you. Wow, actually, the sound is oh, better I'm, now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I've already transferred, and uh, can you hear me? You know what? I can hear you much better. The sound is actually better now. Get out of town. So your microphone John. on your ear pods, uh, you know, I, I, because now no, you, no, it's, it's the microphone on the phone still. Yeah, but before that, it was the microphone through your ear pods, wasn't it? No, the ear pods were just, just audio, just ear. No well, mic then I wonder, ear. I wonder then if the Bluetooth is somehow degrading your sound Maybe. because you sound much better now. Okay, so you mean I've been, we've been talking for over an hour we've and been, I haven't sounded good? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, of course, the ultimate, the, the ultimate, of course, as you know, with your radio stuff, the ultimate is, you know, with a microphone, you know, this here is a, yeah. this microphone was made for radio uh, that, I'm, yeah, that I, I'm talking into. Yeah, so, I'm looking at it. And so, yeah, his big old super. And I, that's why I called you technical. I said, oh, look at him with all that equipment and that good mic. Well, let me tell you this, though. Um, I have I have good equipment for my podcast, and I have okay equipment for my music. You you've heard my you know the the sound quality, yeah. and I do everything myself. All the production, beautiful, beautiful well, song. Thank, thank absolutely. you, absolutely. Thank you so much. Now you know, don't think I wasn't harmonizing to it. Now, <laughs> now that I'd like to hear. See, see, we, I, I hear a du- I hear a duet coming. You okay, okay. But, but I, I but I, but I'm not very technical. In in other words, I have the equipment I need to get the job done. But if yeah. but if any piece of this equipment were to go bad, and if I were to have to replace no, it, would, I'm yeah. lost. My podcast will probably disappear for a month while I try to get things back up. So, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm, you have a connection. Mm. Somebody would come and somebody would come and help. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's good to have friends. It's good to have friends. Amen. Like my mother used to say, it's good to have friends in high and low places. You know what? That's true. It keeps you, uh, it keeps you grounded. Yeah, you never know when you have to call and say, hey, this person hit me. All right. I'll I tell you, my, my, wife, <laughs> my, my wife, when I when I met her, I tell people I've tamed her. She was a wild beast. Oh, before. my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was a wild beast before. I, I probably, I tell her this all the time. And, and she's just a little tiny thing, you said. Ti- ti- she's so tiny. She's probably, this, you know, most people, when they think of Scandinavian women, they think of these tall, you know, long legs. My wife yeah. is barely five foot tall. She's petite, but she's not fragile. She's, um, she's quite muscular. Uh, you know, she's not muscular in a brutish way, but she's a strong lean but strong woman mm. so she she's almost like a little shrew you know like a, a yeah <laughs> just as this tiny little thing and she exudes a strength that you would not expect to see from her and i'm talking mm. about in her personality i'm talking physical the whole thing yeah. she will surprise you with how tough she is but i tease her all the time i say if i would have met you five years before i did meet you i probably wouldn't have liked you Oh my. <laughs> I hope I get to meet her one day. She sounds well, very in, uh, interesting. She she is extremely interesting. She's the most dynamic person I've ever met in my life. She amazes me to mm. this day. Uh, I wrote a poem, actually, uh, the other day. It's about her. Uh, I posted it on my Facebook, and it's also on my Twitter. Because... She has this duality in her personality. I'm not saying she's a schizophrenic or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's just a. <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh yeah, that's the problem. No, but she's yeah. a. She's a very. <laughs> she's a very dynamic person, because she she will take me by the hand, literally, and take me outside and take me for a walk out in nature, and you know I watch her picking flowers. Um. Uh, you know, she knows the name, all kind of roots and oh, no. medicinal things. And she has this hippie, this, 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 yeah. this, yeah, this old school hippie nature type of thing. So, so she's a good witch. She's a good witch. So, so we did that the other day and then we, yeah. came, and then we came home and then she puts on a pair of coveralls and she'll go and, and she's doing, you know, doing concrete work and, 
putting all you know tearing down oh, our bathroom yeah. in our at our apartment yeah. we have across town and putting it all up in the in the trailer and taking it to the to the oh, junkyard yeah. and throwing all that stuff and it's just it 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 you know and I've we've been together for over twenty years so wow. I know this I know this yeah. but the other day it just really was present that mm, duality mm. thing that she has. so I wrote a little poem about it everybody go on my Facebook or on my Twitter at John Allen Loyal Oak J O H N A L A N no I'm sorry John John Allen Pod J O H N A L A N P O D go on my Twitter and look at that poem that I wrote there's a picture of her. Tiny little hand okay. holding some flowers that she picked that day, and it's also on my, it's also on my Facebook, which is uh, okay at uh, John Allen, uh, John Reese. Allen, no John Allen Loyal. Look, I don't I don't use my last name in my artist name. I just go by John Allen. Okay, your Facebook, you say, because I'm a Facebooker. What what did you say? Is John Allen, John? John Allen Loyal Oak, L O Y L O A K. At John Allen Loyal Oak, and that'll take you to my artist page. Um, okay. Now, I do have my private Facebook page, which is up there as well. That's where you and I have been communicating. But yeah. My, uh, my yeah. artist page is at John Allen Loyal Oak. So if people go there, they'll see the poem I wrote, which was inspired by my dynamic day with my lovely wife, Snoopy. Okay, let me ask you this. What, 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 what is Loyal Oak? Where did that come from? Um, I'm Are from, you a loyal oak tree? Or I'm, from, what I'm from a little town um, in Ohio, uh, way out in the middle of nowhere, called Norton, Ohio. When I was growing up, it was just a village. Now it has city status, <laughs> but it okay. was a village back then. And there was this area <clears throat> called Loyal Oak. There was Loyal Oak okay. Lake, Loyal Oak Park. Uh, there was an elementary school called Loyal Oak. And I always thought, almost from, we moved there in uh, the summer before third grade. So I was seven, eight years old. And almost right away, I always thought that would be a cool name for a band. Okay. So when I came here to Norway and I got my band together, what did the band, what was the band's name? Loyal Oak. Well, it sounds like you're loyal to the name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> but that, yeah, no, that, that goes way back, way back to my childhood. That's where that came yeah. from. Yeah. Mm. All right. Now I used to write a lot of poetry. That's the first poem I've written in literally decades. Mm. I'm a lyricist. I write a lot of lyrics for other bands and artists, but mm -hmm. poetry, that's the first poem I've written in, wow, probably 25 years, I would say. Mm. Probably. Well, you know, speaking of lyrics, I, I thought I was a, a songwriter. But uh, did you write a, a song? Yeah, but you wrote a song. I, I, well, so you're I've a songwriter. Nor okay. <laughs> <laughs> a songwriter with a writer's block. How about that? Well, that happens. Um, but yeah. But I was uh, approached by a, a young a man named Tom Hansen, and uh, he sent me some music, and he said he's a friend of uh, my pianist, Martin Arnes Arneson, and he said. Um, I've heard your voice, and uh, I'd like to send you some music and ask you to maybe write some lyrics. So long story short, I have done that, and I'm up to going into the studio soon to uh, put it down properly, and I'm so excited about it. He's excited about it. I had a cold. I was catching, not a cold, but you know when you... When the weather starts to change and you get a little dry or yeah, and, uh, and you little... feel like a cold's coming yeah. and, and it was early in the morning and I hadn't warmed up, which I usually never do. And so, and I'm not studio girl. I'm live girl. Okay. I get okay. in the studio and I start feeling a little 
I don't know. Oh, that didn't come out right. That if it's live, it's what it is. I see. And to make a long story short, which is almost impossible for me, <laughs> is I go around the corner to get across the street. Um, uh, bottom line, I'm excited, and this started stirring up a little writing in me. I think ah, the song nice. is the song is going to be called "We'll Never Know." Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm waiting for that he, one. I'm waiting for he it. He has gone on Facebook and and talked about Earth, Wind, and Firefield and Patty Austin. And Patty Austin is one of my, uh, one of the women that I grew up listening to. Oh, yeah, to. me too. And I thought, oh, my God, you put my name in the same sentence as Patty Austin. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> but all that did is make me want to rise up to the occasion and uh, the Utfordring. Absolutely. The the challenge. It's a challenge. challenge it gets yeah. on. And I'm getting older and there are less years ahead of me than are behind me. And so I'm ready to try whatever and just live the best life that I have left to live. If we go back to the, one of the first questions I asked you on this podcast, I asked you if you're looking at things differently now since you've come to Norway. Uh, you didn't feel a sense of freedom that you were able to possibly recreate yourself now since you're here? Well, you know, as a, uh, or explore, a explore, explore some new things maybe since you came here. Well, that's a good question because I have to say when I came here, singing was not in the plan at all. No, no. But I, uh, I, I, I had the opportunity. There was a music store in town. I, I work for a music store now into music. I have to, Oh, yeah. Plug, plug, Intune Music, City Noir, uh Shopping Mall. Intune <laughs> Music, ladies and gentlemen, and Bulldogs. Yes. <laughs> but but before that, I did some Arbitz Praxis uh, at a friend's music store, GP Music, run by Jordan Pedersen. And uh, when I moved here shortly, I went to that music store, and I bought myself a tambourine. And then, I guess maybe he had heard me sing somewhere, and he, he said... Uh, can you come to my studio and write, help me with my English? Okay. And uh, he didn't know that I was, I love harmony, but he said, maybe you could do some harmony. And that was all I needed to hear. Harmony, I'm in. <laughs> I've never, I never saw myself as a front person. Really? Never. I could hide behind a curtain and sing and be happy. Okay. But I believe that I was created to give something. I, I, I don't hit the stage to be seen because... I'm no Halle Berry, but I, I, I don't have to be seen. Right. But in order to give everything that you, that you see what's coming from my eyes, my heart, my mouth, every, everything, what I say, how I move, what I do, it's just to give something. Uh, let me just say, oh, I'm talking too much, but let me say this. I did a concert once and afterwards a man, I went out to the crowd like I always did. Hello, thank you for coming. Did you enjoy yourself? A man walked up to me and said, I was at home very depressed. And something told me to just go and listen to this music. And he said, I feel so good after listening to you. And that's enough reason to keep me doing it. Isn't that enough? Absolutely. If I didn't have to pay rent, I would sing for free. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I would perform for free because now I I don't call it jazz. I call it stand-up jazz. 
stand-up jazz. Yeah. Because I'm not serious on the stage. I mean, unless it's a serious, serious song. You want serious, you go to the opera. Right. You want to sit quietly right. with your hands in your lap and all straight up dignified and blah, 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 bravo, bravo. Yeah. No. Yeah. Otherwise, I want you to, you know, we're going to have some fun. Well, you're like me. It sounds like you have to let your, per, you know, we have to let our personality come through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be up there smiling from ear to ear. Mm. I'm going to be up yeah. there, you know, and in between the songs, I want to say what I want to say. And yeah. it may not have anything to do with the music. I might just want to talk about something with the crowd. And you know what? I- I'm so glad you said something that hit me. I never even finished my sentence. And so... I'm sorry. I didn't so, interrupt No, no, no. It's not you. It's No, you didn't interrupt me. I get sidetracked. But I just want to get this out. And so after I went to the studio with uh, my uh, with Jordan Pedersen, uh, we did a song together. And someone from Buddha, Buddha Big Band heard it. And I remember... The first time I heard Buddha Big Band, I thought, Buddha has a big band? Oh, <laughs> gotta go. And I went, and I was just in awe. I said, oh, my goodness. What would it be like to sing it with a big band? You know, I've seen yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. Remember Lawrence Welk? Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and yeah, so, so and, and uh, Duke Ellington. Oh, my goodness, the big bands. And I thought, oh. And then I was asked by uh, Tina Lund, who plays in Buddha Big she said, she even said something about, would you can, I can hear that you can sing in your voice or something. Would, you know, we need, and she didn't want to say it, but she wanted to say a black yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. And I just said, say it, go on and say it. She said, we would like to try a black, you know, your, the sound that you have. And I'm like, I'm ready. So when it comes to, did I find things differently here? Yes. Would I have made it this far as a musical person? In Los Angeles, no, because they're so that industry is so big, and you and you need to be really phenomenal, or they need to see something where they can make money off of you. Yeah, yes, and and mold you to what they want, and then uh, so so no, I didn't think about it when I was in America. I came to Little Buddha and sang at a confirmation. Yeah, Amazing Grace at a confirmation, and one thing led to another. That's that's interesting. And I don't consider myself an artist. You don't? No. No. So what, what would you I don't, call I don't, it? I don't have a... I just... England, I Bro- England, England Brooks is... An entertainer. An entertainer. But isn't and that- that's even hard for me to say. But if I'm real with myself... And we'll get over my, you know, we'll get over being, I'm quite shy, though it doesn't seem like it. Um, my confidence level is, I guess it's okay. I just do what I do. And some like it. And that's what I, when I came here, I said, I'm going to sing. Some people will like it and some won't. Yeah. Have you, have you ever been in a situation, musically, where you had no confidence, but you did it anyway? Yes. Tell me about it. I think it was uh, my first television uh, appearance. My real di- uh, distort a course law, okay? TV two. TV two. Uh, uh, Jorgen Nording, Yutsky, Yutsky, and uh, Jan Stegen. They were Yutsky, and uh, they came to Buddha and auditioned to have a team from Northern Norway. Slash Buddha. 
to represent MT in the distorted course law. And they asked, uh, the first song out was not a competing song. Uh-huh. It was just a re- presentation song. On what, all what year was this? It's about 2009 or 10. Okay. And you can go on YouTube and you can see this song. Uh, they said uh, the unveiling of the first song was uh, we met in uh, New Lawney down in here in Bulga. And so they, you know, they speak in Norwegian. I don't understand anything but <laughs> Tuzan talk, Yaelskadai, Unchil. You poor uh, thing. <laughs> and so they're just talking and the cameras are there and I'm just smiling and I don't know what. And, and then he said something about, and something about blah, 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 blah. England Brooks. <laughs> and they start clapping. I'm like, what just happened? What did they say? <laughs> and and, uh, and, uh, and they said the first song is going to be Bob Marley's Get Up, Stand Up. And the singers that we've chosen to do, the soloist, now I can say what they said now, is England Brooks. And they were like, oh, I was like, what is going on? And oh. Ingrid Hawkman, another amazing singer, used to live here in Buddha. She lives in Trumpson now. And I, I thought, what's going on? And then I, when I found out what it was, I said, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I've never sung reggae. And oh my goodness, it's Bob Marley. And what happened is my mind said, if they think you can do it, then you, you need go. to step up to it. There you go. And There's then I the thought, key. and I said, oh, and, and Ingrid, she's an amazing singer. <gasps> they put me with her. And I thought, if they think you can do it, then you do it for the team. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it okay to have a lack of confidence in something? If you know that those around you think you can do it, you may not see it, but if you trust those around you, you will set foot in that unfamiliar water. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That happened to me. And then I end, I went in, I went home and started trying to make, how am I going to sing this? And, you know, because we had playback to learn. And how do I do this? I, yeah. I look forward to you listening to it, John, because I'm, I'm, how, I'm how do I find to that? talk how, about this. How, how do I you find just that go to you? YouTube, YouTube and look for Get Up, Stand Up, and Yutsky, uh, it, should, it should pop right up. Get Up, Stand Up. And then what's the name and, of the... Um, um, Team Team Yutsky. Team Yutsky. Yeodeskoe, and I did that in Norwegian. That was very good. That's so thank bad. you so much. So bad in Norwegian. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting gonna get there. you fluent with me. Yeah, then we can go. Off. Then we can go back to the states and talk about people. And they won't know. What oh, how do they do? I don't plan on going back to the States if I don't have to. <laughs> you know what? I, I, like I said, I'm extremely homesick, but with, uh, yeah. with the COVID-19 situation, I have no, yeah. I have oh, no desire. They have it so, they have so, they have it so much worse than we do living here in Norway. And I, I thank God every day that I live here. We are pretty fortunate at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's coming. It may come to us. We never know. We just have to be careful. Yeah. Let me ask you another yeah. music question. <clears throat> okay. What is your best, I don't know, best, most memorable um, musical situation, whether it was a performance or whether it was someone you got to meet or... Too many. It's too Give many. I can't Give me even. Two. I can't even. Give me two. Um, I got to sing with Ingva Numer. Really? 
Uh, I met Patty Austin and uh, Silda Jazz and Hergeson and actually got to sit down at a bench with her and her, her, her band and talk shit. And I say talk, and I say it because we, uh-huh. it was like, oh, my, it was sister girlfriend for real. How old is she now? I think we're about, maybe she's two years older than me, maybe. That's it? I thought she'd be, okay. I, I thought I she'd be older, a lot older. I don't know. Maybe she is. Maybe she, we'd have to Google it. I kind of hey, put her up there. How old is Patty Austin? Barry Austin is 52 years old. You misunderstood me. I, uh, hey, Google. Hey, Google. How old is Patty Austin? Patty Austin is 70 years old. Okay, yeah. Oh, my. I put okay. her up there around the same age as my mother. My okay. mother's 73. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. She does this song called Ability to Swing, and I just absolutely... Love it. Now that's that, a, that's uh, a singing woman. I I, I love Patty yeah. Austin. And that the James Ingram duet. How yes. do you stop the world from falling? Rain from falling. That is one of my all time greatest. And so when it comes to answering your question, my auntie, uh, that's my just, aunt, can I just put too. let me let me just put this in. My auntie went to to high school with James Ingram in Akron, Ohio. Well, listen to this. My hairdresser used to be his first cousin. His first cousin's my hairdresser. His name's Snacky in L.A. I'm just okay. going to sit back and be quiet then because uh, I thought I was going to tell you. I thought I was going to tell you something you didn't know. It, it just shows <laughs> that you know we we might be soul sister brotherness. We might there might be here. something there. There might be something. Yeah, there. absolutely. Because uh, I, I see a lot of myself in you. You, Likewise. you, you your Likewise. personality and you do music and and you very mellow. I, and I, I have, yeah, well, that was just one song. But I'm sure you put you can bring the funk when you want to. Yeah, you know, I, I can tell you a little bit about that song. Um, actually, about the four songs, the four singles, and, and the whole album that I was going to come with. Um, as you see, I talk a lot with my hands. I'm, I, I move around when I talk, but I'm not moving my left arm too much because my shoulder. I've had eight eight operations in my shoulder since 2016. Which has really, you know, I talked about COVID getting in the way of my music. I talked about my son's death. But this shoulder also has really gotten in the way of my music and my stand-up. And it, it's it's so bad that the way it is now, I can't sit and play keyboard or play guitar or bass for long, you know, 15 minutes and I'm done because putting my arm in that position, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. killing me. Yeah. But I wanted to put music out. So I figured, how can I do this? I figured, okay, I'll do it solo. So that way I can take my time, which I'm forced to do anyway, because mm-hmm. I don't have that endurance in this shoulder to play for very long periods. And it's hard to, you know, to play, a, you know, as you know, an electric guitar and especially a bass is heavy. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit more physical than, an acoustic guitar. Mm. So all of the songs that I've released so far for that project, there's four singles, all of them are acoustic. Okay. Laid back acoustic with yeah. a focus on, much more focus on the vocal. And, and I, I played around a lot with the choir. You know, I, I'm doing all the voices. So I played mm. around I played around with the background <coughs> singing. And, I love the background singing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's... Um, so so that's what those songs are. That's why it's laid back. But to address what you said, yes, I can get funky <laughs> when the time when the time mm. comes. 
my my music generally is like a it's like a melting together of blues, jazz, funk, and rock. But I also like acoustic stuff. I love James Taylor. I, oh, yeah. lo- no. I, I love. Oh, stop yourself! Just I, stop yourself! I love James Taylor. I love. I, think, yeah. I love Neil Young. Okay. You are the brother from another father and mother. <laughs> See, so 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 there's that that music is in me too. So when you hear, it. so when you hear uh, edge of edge it. of it all that I sent you now I that you heard, heard it, it now yep. now it probably comes together because there's that acousticness of Neil Young, uh, James Taylor. Mm. Background singing is that's straight out of the church. Oh, that's oh, where that oh, that's where I got like that it. from. That's yeah. where I got that from. And then the melodic thing that I tried to do, I don't know where that came from, but that's just me. But you hear it's just it's a melting together of, of all those styles. So that that's that's mm. what I do. But that's mm. that's why that song is so laid back because that's the mood I was in physically and mentally at the time. Laid back, mm. acoustic simple it's a very low yeah. production i think i have on that song i have two acoustic guitars um two acoustic guitars and a percussion that's it for instrument well it's a that's beautiful it. beautiful song and a beautiful message thank you thank you and uh, my mind is going now you asked me about uh, musical experiences of course i already named bill being crossed yeah, that's but that's amazing. These other two, um, I, I hope I'm not sliding anybody. I'm sure there's, you know, you just asked for a couple, but there, there I'm sure there's a handful uh, that I can't even think about at this moment. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah. Well, you I'm have blessed. you you. I was just gonna say you have a very blessed life. I can see it. I feel it. I feel like I'm blessed many times over. You're happy, aren't you? All things considered, yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be single is kind of, you know, it had its moments. How long, how long have you it been single now? I've been single for about six years, six, seven years, maybe. And time flies. I didn't realize. It. There's got to be a lot of but, positive uh, to that, though, right? It is. It's going to bed the way you want, when you want, uh-huh. waking up the way you want, you yeah. know, not having to worry about, oh, do I have sleep under yeah. my eyes? Is it yeah. drool? Um, yeah. It, not having to say, <laughs> honey, honey, do you mind if I go? Oh, no. No, I go when I want. If I want to eat at 4 a.m., if I want to yeah. get in my car and drive somewhere at 2 yeah. in the morning, I can do whatever I want. Do you date, though? Uh, but it would be great to find somebody. No, not yet. But it would be great to find someone who could deal with my weirdness that I could deal with their weirdness. And, you know, we go I on. Tell you, it's not easy. Uh, and I'm not no. saying because you're exceptionally weird. I'm just talking people in but general. But it's true. <laughs> no, no. But, I, but in all seriousness, I, I, I think that it is, if you're going to do it right, if you're going to date someone that gives you and allows you to give them and it's a harmonic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe that is a difficult match to make for it everybody. It, well, I've been single for a while. I haven't yeah. found you found him yet. If you have I heard I heard for that matter, not that I'm going that way, but I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying I haven't found my partner yet. You know, and, and if you want to do it right, if you have standards, if you have your I do. own guidelines that you set, you know, people can find themselves being single for quite a while. Yeah, and, and that's okay. If I wasn't with Snoopy, if I had to be out there dating and all, I would, I would not have a clue how to do that. How do you do yeah. that? I don't know. I don't know how to date. 
How do you, how do you, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to find someone. I don't know how to be found. (laughs) So, so, so uh, looking at it. Thank God. Thank God. You don't need to be found. You don't need to be found. I have. You've been truly blessed. I want you to meet Snoopy. I think you guys would get along. I hope so. She, she's I a, think, she's a little crazy, and uh, no, I I shouldn't say that. She's not crazy. I, I, I yes, she is. Yes, she is. There yes, ain't nothing is. wrong with yes, that. She she's crazy cool. That's <laughs> what she is. Cool. She's crazy she cool. Is. She's crazy cool. But she can't sing. She used to sing well, lullabies. But, she used to sing lullabies to our kids, and I'm not kidding either. This would be funny if I was making it up, but I'm not making it up. It's true. The kids used to tell, "Oh, mama, can't, come on, can't you stop?" Because her singing was so bad. The kids, mm. when they were little, would be like, uh. Stop, Mama. Okay, so she tries to sing. Oh, she tries to sing a lot. Okay. (laughs) But she supports your singing. You know what? Not only does she support my singing, not only does she inspire my writing process very often, you know, by things that she says or does, and I'll write about it. She pushes me. She knows me. She knows the medicine I need. She knows. She knew after I lost my son, she knew that I needed to, 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 to stay focused on creating, yeah. uh, whether it was my stand up, whether it was my music or whether it was writing for others. And she mm. encourages me to take time to do that. And that is special right there. You can't ask for me. I have friends. I have musician friends. I have entertainer friends, uh, standups and whatnot. And they have a spouse or a girlfriend who resents Yes. Their work because yes, it takes time. I know that feeling. Yes. But Snoopy gives me, she, she, she puts me in the situation to where I can cultivate that side of myself. Mm. I'm lucky. I am. I'm lucky. You're more than lucky, but we won't go into that right now. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes, you are. Say that. Yes, you are. I tease that woman constantly, but, but, but she, she does a lot for me. She really does. Hmm. Now you guys so are gonna meet. You guys are gonna meet. I think you you you're gonna like it. But if if you come within two hundred kilometers of where I live, you're not allowed to not come visit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're just gonna have to and make you, that happen. And you know where Buddha is. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. You know, I yeah. um I could talk to you forever, but it is uh, almost ten minutes after six p.m. Okay. This go this brother this brother has to eat. It's time to eat. And wait, and this sister needs to eat. What's what you having this I mean, evening? Uh, what you having this evening? You know, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think I might have some fish and some pumice uh, as pumice ah. fries, as they call it. French fries. French fries, yeah. Because it is, and I, I think I might even have a little practice I have to to deal with. Oh, okay. I'm doing a little gig, a private gig tomorrow. Oh, a private gig. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hoon Holman, a nice little restaurant here in Boston. Okay. So I don't think I I don't think I'm a surprise. So it shouldn't be a problem. I don't know who will be listening on my end, uh, my friends, <laughs> but I will. If you're going, I, I will. I will make sure that uh, people know what's going. on. You put on. the word out there, and I'll help you spread it. I will. Um, well, uh, yeah. I, you you have a friend here. You have a support here. I, I'm going to do everything I can to help you promote your show, your uh, your radio Iligimota. show. Iligimota. Uh, there's a lot of Americans in Norway who are listening to this episode. Uh, there's a lot of Norwegians oh. in Norway who are listening to this episode. So okay. I want them to know, uh, and I will make sure I put it when I oh. post this episode that your radio show is coming. Uh, 90.9 FM, 90.9. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And what is the name of the show? What's it going to be? Um, uh, it's called 
called A Grooving Hour with England Brooks. And grooving is spelled G-R-O-O-V-E as in England, N-G. Grooving. Got it. A grooving mm-hmm. evening. Grooving hour. Grooving hour. Yeah, there it's going to be an hour show. Well, I'm going to uh, make sure that gets in the description of this episode. I will help spread the word. You deserve all success. Oh, thank you so much, John. I appreciate the time and your I appreciate the time. Thank and you. your baldness. My bald. Hey, you, you can you can pet my head when we meet. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to take a screenshot of your hey, bald head. Hey, hey, everybody. I have a beautiful head. I have a beautiful head, everybody. Yeah, you do. You do. You really do. And a beautiful personality. I appreciate that. You and likewise. And like, yeah. likewise, thank you so much for this, England. You're so, so welcome. Know that you were loved, honey. Thank you, likewise. Okay, everybody, England Brooks. Bye, everybody. Thank you, England.